Phoenix Suns in full swing, and they're swinging. They're swinging pretty hard, and they got another victory last night over the New Orleans Pelicans. We want to talk some more Suns, a little bit of Cardinals maybe on the end. Hopefully, Kevin Zimmerman, lead editor for Arizona Sports, is prepared for that. He's also one half of the Empire of the Suns podcast he does with Kellen Olsen, so he's very in touch with this Suns team. Kevin, thanks so much for taking the time today. How are you? Doing well. How are you guys? We're good. We're good. Steve feels a little bit older, but that just that I turned that happens. thirty today, Kev. Wow! Happy birthday, dude. Thanks, it, man. It's all downhill. I know. I know. <laughs> I'll be honest. It's been downhill for a while, but you know. so, Kev, I just got to ask you straight up to start. Did you see this coming from the Phoenix Suns? A four and one start. I mean, I, I think I always thought they were going to finish, you know, in the top half of the West. And it was a matter of how slow the start do they get off to. I mean, even last year, you look at, you win 64 games, but I think they started one and three. So there was a little of that in the first couple games. Obviously, the first half of that Dallas game, um, the Portland game just was a little not to the same energy levels you usually see from this team. But last three, I think we've seen the same team that we saw all last regular season and I guess for me, the biggest thing is their bench, which is obviously very different now. Cam Johnson's not in that unit, um, and there's a lot of new faces. That unit looks like it's operating like the bench units we've seen the past two years. Is there any record that the Suns could have on January 15th where we're not talking about a possible Kevin Durant trade? I think it's more about the Brooklyn Nets record, which yeah. um, if we're going off of what we've seen so far there, then we're going to be. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think it, it doesn't really matter what the Suns record is. For me, it's the same issues the last couple off seasons where it's you got to give Devin Booker and Chris Paul a little more help. Um, I think last night was a good example and a reminder that Although it was against a, a really depleted team from a depth perspective, they're they're going to cruise at points and beat the teams that they should beat for the most part in the regular season just because they're well coached, just because Devin Booker is a, appearing to take another step possibly, um, if you could even say that, um, af- after a first-team All-NBA year. So I think it's still going to be on the radar with Kevin Durant just because the Nets are bad. Kevin Zimmerman, lead editor for Arizona Sports, one half of Empire of the Suns podcast on Arizona Sports. He's joining us here on the Arizona Sports line. Uh, we'll stick with the big three. We hit on eight and a little bit there. I want to switch to Booker, who just looks like, and you mentioned it, we don't even know how he's taking another step, but here he is, and he's doing it even after being a first-team All-NBA-er. What is it about this year's Devin Booker that you've seen that has led to this early success for him? I think one thing that we probably have over-talked about is just the amount of rest he got this past um, you know, off-season where the pandemic screwed everything up the past couple of years, and he looked really good. And he's still a young player, obviously. Um, but when you rack up those miles going to the NBA Finals, I think last year, um, I don't know if that caught up with him in the playoffs or whatever, but just being able to rest and recover and, and being a year older where, again, he's still young and developing just from a physical perspective – um, and he was always really strong, but now he's just cruising out there and everything looks really easy. And to me, just the game has slowed down. I think you've seen him a couple times where he's just taken over games late, starting in that Dallas game and running pick and roll with Aiton. And it's like, 
oh, he's doing Chris Paul stuff, and he just flipped a switch where he's went from the scoring Devin Booker we've usually seen to, oh, I have to kind of control the tempo and run the offense and create for others. And, and I think that's one of those things that only really good players can do when you talk about his skill set and what his kind of identity is, and he can just flip out of that. Um, and you then you add the defensive side onto that, and he's probably a plus defender now, if not a pretty good defender. Then I, I just think he's just overall rounded out his game really well. And yeah, first team All NBA. The next step is: Do you have a lot of those moments where you can flip that switch and just take over a game from tempo and, and do things like? Steph Curry, like LeBron, where you're controlling an entire game and its feel. And I think he's kind of there almost, and he just has to show us that he can do that, you know, in big moments. Is Chris Paul regressing, or are they holding him back a little bit to keep him fresh for a possible playoff push down the road? Yeah, um, I I keep going back to last year, too, with him, where I don't want to make grand declarations right now just because he did get off, and I thought he was going to be a step slow last year, and then you see how he goes through the regular season. He eventually just clicks into gear, and he's all good. Um, The minutes right now are still up there, and he's struggling. Like last night, you look at his shot chart, they were all – you know, mid-range shots, places that he should make his shots, and it's just not going down for him sometimes and some nights. So I don't want to, like, make grand declarations yet, um, but I, I think there is an element of they want to find out whether he clicks into that gear or not. They want to find out what this team can do without him because, again, it, it's going to be a lot on Booker. It's going to be a lot more on Aiton. And um, when you have a night like Mikel Bridges last night, it, it's going to show up where you can have a off night for Chris Paul and even Devin Booker at the same time. Um, that's great in the regular season, but I think when playoffs come, that's why you talk about Kevin Durant. That's why you talk about other upgrades where we don't want, you know, the, the Suns want to say we don't want to rely on Chris Paul being a guy who can score 25 on any given night because that's not fair to him. Kevin Zimmerman with Arizona Sports, one of the lead editors and half of Empire of the Suns podcast, joining us here on Arizona Sports Saturday. So you mentioned the bench, and we can all agree that moving Cam Johnson off of the bench into the starting lineup had a lot of us concerned. But so far, they very clearly held their own, and it looks like with DeAndre Ayton's injury, they'll at least have to be a big part of one or maybe even two games going forward. How confident are you if that is the case? Yeah, I mean, you're talking about the bench? Yeah. In general, yeah. I mean, Jock Landale, I think, is the obvious thing where we all said, hey, okay, he can maybe be the third contributor at center behind Biombo or something like that. He's a smart guy. You just look at his pedigree and how they play out of Australia. They're just smart basketball players generally. And he's been a lot more than that. He can switch even um, his length. You can see when guys test him and, and guards try to take him that he just blocks them and it's like a surprising thing. And so I think people are going to get used to that, but also that's because he's good. He can move his feet. Um, the offense actually does move pretty smoothly through him and he's kind of a stretch um, center. And you just look at the plus minuses last night. I think he was plus 18, um, second best on the team. And it's eight points and two rebounds and two assists, but that just means you're playing with your teammates really well, regardless of what that box score says around that. So um, he hasn't had a bad game yet. I I think he's really shown that he's got something. And then just Damian Lee um, campaign has looked really well. Good. I think last night was probably his best game where he just looks like that confident shooter and scorer can be aggressive and is not overthinking. So 
just a lot of good elements from that bench where, you know, they're going to they're gonna play good basketball and smart basketball and beat teams just because they can do that. And then as a result, do you think that maybe Dario Saric will start to see a few minutes just because they're now a little bit thinner down low? Yeah, I mean, that that's hard to say because, like, ideally, and it looks like they kind of thought about maybe we play him as a traditional power forward, but he was really good playing as a center, so... I think with Landale playing as good as he's like playing, then it's going to be hard for Dar to get minutes. And I don't know if they're doing that just because, you know, he played with Croatia this summer and is coming off an, a pretty serious injury or, or really two injuries in his knees. Um, so I, I don't know if they're just trying to be careful with him, but it's going to be hard either way, especially if this bench unit keeps playing that well without him. Kevin Zimmerman, the lead editor at ArizonaSports.com, also from the Empire of the Suns podcast. Uh, my last one for you, Kevin. With the emergence of Mikel Bridges last night being the leading scorer, uh, part of me thinks he just wanted to get to the locker room to watch the World Series game. But at the same time, uh, with his emergence last night, he was the fourth leading scorer in the regular season and the playoffs last year. Does he need to evolve into one of their primary options behind Booker this season? That, that's a good question because I think last year, all last year at the start of it, even we were saying he needs to take that step, take a little more off the dribble, do more creation and that kind of thing. Um, but also the other part of it is he's as good as he is on defense and, and as good of a role player as he is because he does so much. I mean, Monty always talks about how many miles he puts on himself and how much he takes on the other team's best player every night, which not every team has a guy who can do that. And, and especially the minutes he plays. So I I don't even know if asking him to carry a huge offensive load is fair. And and that's where you wonder like balance wise, is that going to detract from his defense? So I, I think that that's an element to that, but also I'm not sure he's necessarily the guy who can, you know, just, start running pick and rolls and with Aiton or something and take stuff off Booker and Chris Paul. That's not his game and that's fine. And I, I think again, that's why you got to talk about um, are there tweaks? If you really want to say this is a championship caliber team where you go and get a guy who's really more of an on ball perimeter creator um, for himself or others. And, and that's why I don't know if it's even fair to put it on Mikel Bridges to do all that, but yeah, he's going to have nights like, 27 points where it's 13 shots and he's making everything because of the other players and how they play. Kevin, thanks so much for the time. We really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, guys. Have a good birthday, Steve. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate (laughs) it.